0: Hallelujah. So, um, you all know me. This, This is the true me. It's going to show up today. And I get to say that because the true you is going to come today, too. And uh, there's such a strong spirit of the Lord here this morning. And a couple of weeks ago, Pastor Barb had asked me, a month ago, uh, we were talking about Holy Week. And I said, you know, I, I made a comment in our meeting. And I just said, you know, I think God wants to do something uh, very unique with Baptism. Uh, next Sunday, and she took that to prayer, and she said uh, "I want you to do that sunday i want I want you to do that message and we were talking last week uh and she said we we started talking about uh, how we felt that God wanted us as his people to prepare ourselves for baptism uh, a death to my old self and my old way of thinking." <laughs> In my reasoning, in my reason that I would say that I'm here or not here today. And there's going to be such a refreshing that's going to come out of this service. We've yes. begun it and it is being manifested. So, Saturday morning, Saturday, well, Friday night, Saturday morning, I'm, I wake up to this dream and I saw uh, this message come alive. And I, I'm, I'm going to do my best this morning to show you what I experienced in that dream. And uh, I believe it's going to change the, the course of your life. And because it changes the course of your life, it changes or renews your life to the course that God has already set. And and and, and it, it, it th- this can release you from the way things you've said that they are and into a, a brand new uh, awakening to what God is doing. I want to start... Uh, so the title of this mes- message is Baptism from Death to Life. From Death to Life. And I, one thing I know in my walk with God is I've had to die to many things. Sometimes we look back on our baptism and we think, oh, I was baptized and I had this religious experience and I, 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 made, I, I, I showed everybody that, that, that I'd received Jesus Christ as my Savior. But I want to talk to you about the Lordship this morning because He's not just your Savior; He's your Lord. And 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 if He's your Lord, then He has a plan for you. He has a purpose for you. And and it's time to stop playing with with little toys in the kingdom. And God God will give you toys when you're a little baby, you know, just like you would for your children. And you'll play with little toys. And and those toys are are, are instruments that can be used for creativity later. That's why you give children toys. It, it's like I can build something. I can try something. And there's there's nobody here to judge me for what I'm doing. I'm just here enjoying the toys that my, my father has given to me. But eventually those toys turn into this creativity and this brand new awakening to, wow, this is something I was discovering along the way. And some of you have been wondering, like, God, where are you? Where where are you going to show up? And I'm telling you, it's right here, right now. It's it's already begun in this service. It began with the conversations in the back office. And, and I just want you to know that our spirit bears witness with the Holy spirit and there's times in the kingdom of God where God can do a quick quick work a really quick work and he, he restores everything and it it it's not a restoration process it's it's a finished work and it's like all of a sudden you realize like wow Jesus you've already accomplished this work and it's already done and like all I have to do is step into this work now and I'm right back on track with where you called me to go and what I'm called to do and oh my god Goodness, and I'm telling you, you're, you're, you're right here right now today. John 3, 3-8 through 8 says, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. You can't see it. can't see it. You can't see it. What do you mean, exclaimed Nicodemus? How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. Water and the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only a human life, a human existence. But the Holy Spirit gives birth to a spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say, you must, doesn't say I hope, you must be born again. Heavenly Father, I just thank you and praise you this morning for the anointing of God that rests upon this service and upon these lives, Father God. And I thank you, Father God, that it's not by might or power, but it's by the Spirit of the Lord. And I just thank you, Father God, that right now you begin to minister to people in a very profound way. I know you've prepared their hearts. I know you've prepared their minds. I thank you for the fertile soil that is there to place this word deep into their heart, Father God. And may the word of God never return void. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You must be born of water and of spirit. When you think about what it is that a person does when they come and they publicly are baptized, they are identifying with three things, and we're about to enter those the week of those three things. Death. Death as you go under the water, the burial, and as you come out, the resurrection. And it's not just the symbolization of what Jesus has accomplished. He is the forerunner of all of us. All of us. We all must die, be buried, and resurrected in the power or the newness of life that comes only through the finished work of Jesus Christ. I have a wastebasket up here today. I would challenge you as I'm ministering this morning, if there's something you're ready to die to, I would write that thing down and I would throw it in this wastebasket right here And me as a man of God and your pastors and elders are willing to take that stuff and get rid of it once and for all. It's time for newness of life. It's time to be born again. No longer the same. No longer tied to the past. No longer living a life of human reasoning and human understanding and trying to make things work. Everything works together for good to those who love God and are called according to His heavenly purpose. There's no other way. It's a kingdom way or no way. The Bible says even a good Christian, even Nicodemus, is just like a clanging cymbal just out making a bunch of noise until a moment like this happens where you say, you know what? I'm ready to die to the way things have been. I know that I can do nothing in and of myself. I am not called to a blue chair. I am called to the kingdom of heaven. And I'm telling you this morning, you can awaken to this today. You can stop the madness today. You can become effective in everything that you do today because everything that I believe God is inviting us into this morning is not a finished work as if I'm done and I'm, everything's worked out. No, what he's inviting you into is the faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. A demarcation that says I'm no longer what I was and praise the Lord, I'm everything that Christ has called me to become and I am going to maintain a level of faith to believe that God is going to do what God can only do in and through me. I don't know where this path leads. I don't know where I am going. I only know that I am drawn by the Spirit of God God and I'm no longer going to allow the distractions of a human existence to interfere any longer with the work of my hands. Every place that I place my faith by faith is blessed of God. I don't know where I am. I don't know what God is about to do. I only know that He is in me and He is working in me and there is greater light in me than there is darkness. Oh. we're almost there guys I'm telling you there's going to come a time here in this message I'm telling you you're going to see this for what it is Matthew 3 14 through 17 And Jesus came from Galilee to Jordan to be baptized by John Jesus get this you, sometimes we just get caught up so much in that story that we don't realize who Jesus was before that story started He was a young man in Nazareth. He was a carpenter. He worked with his hands. His daily affairs were, i got to get up at this time. I've got to go and report to work at that time. I've got to accomplish this in this part of this house today. And he was going through a human existence, had to do it that way. He had to be a regular person just like you and I. Had to fulfill that part. And all of a sudden, he ends up with a revelation just like today. Just like today. And he says, Whoa. I need to go find my cousin uh, John over here. Uh, I I know he's baptizing people, and I'm not going to go over there just to be baptized. I'm going over there to start a brand new life. I'm going to resign my position over here as a carpenter. I put my two weeks' notice in here today, and praise the Lord, I start walking in the newness of who I am right here, right now, right from Nazareth to the Jordan River. I'm on my way. And nothing by any means is going to stop me, can't hurt me, can't prevent me from getting there. And he gets there. Oh my goodness. John tries to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now, now. It's happening in you now, now. Let it happen now. Stop the argument. Stop those that said that you can't. Stop those that says, that well, now's not the right time. Well, it's not very convenient right now. No, stop, stop now, now. Now, now's the time. And I love what he says right here it says now it is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. Yes. Yes. This isn't up to you anymore. He fulfilled all righteousness in, the, in that moment. He said, We got to do this right here, right now, to fulfill all righteousness. And I'm telling you, if you're willing next week to get yourself under that water and go through this process for a real reason this time, and I mean to really commit your life this time, I'm telling you, you're going to experience righteousness. Something that's like, sometimes you think, Well, how could I possibly be righteous? How could I possibly be good enough? How could I possibly do that? You are righteous because Christ is righteous. He fulfilled righteousness because he knew you couldn't. And this is a walk by faith and not by what you see. Again, the human reasoning can't keep up with what I'm talking about this morning. Can't keep up. It says, then John <laughs> consented. Pastor Barb consented for this to happen in this church. Pastor Lonnie consented this morning, pro- prophetically consented. For this to occur, Pastor Paul consented. If you think I'm better than you are, you got another thing coming. If I went based on how I, based on how I feel every day, I'd be completely ineffective for the things of God. Not about how I feel. I've been bought with a price. I'm brand new. I'm I, I'm moving forward. I don't have time for my feelings. I don't have time for my human experience any longer and you'd be surprised just how much you can do with an attitude and faith like that to say i'm gonna do what i'm going to do (laughs) there's nothing in the world that's going to stop me from doing this as soon as jesus was baptized he went up out of the water and at that moment heaven was opened you know heaven's never closed since that day Any time that Jesus accomplished something, He accomplished it once and for all. Sometimes we just think, "Well, we got to pray for the heavens to be open." No, they're open. It's an open heaven. I'm telling you, it's open, it's open. And He saw the Spirit of God descending on Him like a dove, and lightning, a, and a lightning on Him. And the voice from heaven said, "This is My Son, whom I love, and I am well." You don't need to have a lightning experience up here. And here's what God spoke to me. This is not an experience I'm talking about next Sunday. It's the experience. You'll have many, many other experiences out of this one. Many, many experiences. But this is the experience that I'm talking about this morning. The first thing you're going to discover coming out of that water is that Jesus is the Son of God that day forward for you to do miracles and signs and wonders and to see great exploits for God. Again, this is not a Oh, I know point A to point B. No, this is a wilderness experience that you're walking into. And all you know is, is I'm a brand new creation in Him. Whatever ended up in this bucket right here is forever gone. I'm no longer living from that place. It is gone in the name of Jesus. I submit it to Him, and I'm no longer my own in that area. And when you get to that point, you're tipping into faith now. Faith, when you speak to a mountain... It has to move. It has to move. What it used to be, it can no longer be anymore. The sun used to rise over that mountain in my life. And praise the Lord, it has been moved. It, I, my view has changed. My perspective on my life has changed. It's brand new. I see a sunrise like I've never seen before. 1 John nine, But if we confess our sins to Him, He is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all of the wickedness This stuff is not your fault. There is a devil out there that I mean wanted that stuff in your life to hold you back from everything that God had in store for you. And it's time to take authority over the devil and his influence in your life. And you're never going to go back to that again. I can remember Bishop shared a story. And he got saved and he got born again. A bishop of this house, Pastor Barb's father. And he got confused in the early walk of his life. And he said, one day I'd be saved and the next day I'd feel like, oh my gosh, I'm a horrible rotten sinner and how in the world could I ever experience any of this? He finally decides to take a stake and he takes a hammer in the backyard and he takes that stake and he pounded it all the way down into the ground so that could not be seen ever again and that is where he left his condemnation that's where he left his guilt that's where he left everything and it became a place that he no longer participates with and lived a life of righteousness confess your sins it's okay Get them out. Get them out. Let the light that we're talking about shine in those dark places. Who in the world cares? Who finds out what you did, how you did it, no matter what? Listen, the, the evidence of what you're doing is already smeared all over your life. It's what's holding back the work that God has for you in your life. You might as well bring some light to the subject. Let everybody see it. Who in the world cares? The the bottom line is, God sees it. He sees it. He's there when you do it. He's there when you're thinking it. He's there when you're feeling it. He's there every minute of every day. And you're so worried about, oh, well, what if somebody else finds out about that? How I think about myself. How, I, how I discour- I'm I so discouraged on the inside, and i I've made this the monument of my life, and I live under this place of discouragement, and it infects every area of my life. Every time I try to move to the things of God, it's right there with me. But i got to tell you, you've got the Spirit of God with you. The greatest force that's ever, ever, ever going to be known lives and abides on the inside of you. One of the most remarkable things when Jesus got baptized. Do you know that God was with man in the beginning, with Adam and Eve, and then God then went and He wasn't. He'd be with man, and then He wouldn't be with man. It was all conditional. Well, man, if you can do this, or oh, if you don't, then I'm I'm going to take my hand away from you. I'm telling you right now. When God breathed the breath of life into Adam, I'm telling you that was the spirit of God going into him. When he sinned, the first thing that happened was is God said where are you there was separation for the very first time between God and man when Jesus was baptized the spirit of God filled him filled a man again filled him filled him it's a demarcation what happened in the book of Acts God said go and wait in the upper room and I'm going to go to my father and when I do he's going to send you the comforter and the Holy Spirit filled them. Filled them. You're talking about the most, one of the most powerful demarcations in Jesus' life right here. Short of the immaculate conception, I don't know what else could be better. After Jesus was baptized, he was immediately tempted by the devil. You've got to grab this. You've got to grab this. Because I promise you, those who are going to get rebaptized next Sunday into what I'm talking about. the very first thing that's going to happen when you get out and away from church is God's going to say, the devil's going to say, well don't you want to go do these things again? Don't you want to go back to what you were doing before? Isn't it just better for us to do that and the whole thing? you got to understand the very first thing that happened after Jesus was baptized, he was tempted by the devil. And if you don't think you're going to be tempted to go back to that old life by the devil, I'm telling you as a man of God, it's going to be the very first person to knock on your door. It's going to be a phone call from the collection agency and saying, you owe us all this money. It's going to be a phone call from your your ex, and that ex is going to try to drag you all back into that same old nonsense again. It's going to be your boss to tell you, you know what, you're no good, and and you know what, I'm not going to pay you what you're worth and everything else. You're going to have so much temptation to adopt the human nature again after that event, I'm telling you, but you can overcome. And the only way you're going to overcome is by your faith in the Word of God. It becomes the final authority in your life. No longer what man can do to me. It's what God has already done in me. it's finished now. I, I, I carry everything that God has for me in me. And it's my job now to, 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 to show the world what that is. The second thing that Jesus did, says He left Nazareth and went to Capernaum and began to preach you are going to have to leave the place of comfort that you are in right now this place of complacency you know because i promise you 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 keep living in that in nazareth Man, guess what? Your old boss is going to call you back. Well, why don't you just come back to work for a little while? Why don't we just do this together the way we always did? Oh, I thought we were going to get to, you know, go to go to lunch, you know, the way things were and everything else. All these relationships are going to ensnare you once again. They're going to try to. They're going to try to hold you right where you're at. In fact, Nazareth was so dangerous for Jesus that he had to leave because when he went back, he could do no miracles there. You could do no miracles in Nazareth. You got to get out of that place. It isn't useful for you anymore. Thank God for the experience and now move on to what God is calling you to do. Third thing he did is he said, Listen, I got to go find. 12 people make them just like me. I'm going to reproduce myself over and over and over. And I'm going to go find 12 people that want to sign up and want me to disciple them. You need to get off your lazy Christian butts. She's got to clean up the whole mess here in a couple weeks, praise the Lord. You heard what was prayed up here. We pray the north, the south, the east, and the west. Well, praise the Lord, I've done my part. You, you, no, you, you've, you, you've prepared the soil for the work that you've got to go out there to do to get that person into the kingdom of God and not just bring them for a Sunday and say, well, you know, I tried. No, 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 no. If Jesus would have done that with the 12 men, we wouldn't have had 12 disciples. He had to stay committed to these men. He had to cause them to become something that they were not. Thought they knew it all, but only to discover they knew nothing. And he taught them. The fourth thing he did is he went out and he demonstrated miracles and signs and wonders. Miracles and signs and wonders. From a carpenter to a king. From a carpenter to a a king or queen, called by God to do all the things he has in store for you. Galatians 2.20. Oh, man. My old self has been crucified with Christ. Oh, man. It's no longer I who live. It's the Christ that lives inside of me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting, not reasoning, trusting in the Son of God, who accomplished it all for you, who loved me and gave himself for me. For the me that he knew before there was a before, before the before, before, in the heart, in the mind of God, that one, that personality, those gifts, those talents, those abilities. Galatians 6.17. Oh, man. From now on, don't let anyone trouble me with these things. These old things. For I bear on my body the scars that show I belong to Christ. It's a brand new life, guys. A brand new life. You could be saved for... Forty years sitting in this place, and you've grown cold, and you you just kind of let your life just kind of go to a normal, you know, human existence, and all of that. And there's going to be times and seasons in your life where where things like that are going to creep in. Now's the time. Next Sunday. To say enough of that. Vacation's over. Praise the Lord. Vacations are nice, but guess what? You got to come back and go to work, right? You got you, you got to do it. You got to do it. John 12, 23-25, Jesus replied, Now the time has come for the Son of Man to enter into His glory. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. Alone. But its death will produce many kernels, a plenty harvest of new lives. Those who love life in this world are going to lose it. Those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. I don't have time this morning to re, uh, read Colossians uh, 3, 1-17, so let me highlight this for you. Since you've been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of, Of heaven. Get your mind off of all the trappings of this world. Think about things of heaven, not things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed today, I'm telling you, today, you know. You're seeing what I'm talking about this morning. To the whole world, you will share in all of his glory. So put to death. Hallelujah. This is where we're going. When I start to go down, when you start to go down towards the water, you are dying to all of these trappings that you know are stopping you from living all out for God. This doesn't mean you got to quit your job. This doesn't mean you got to go into full-time ministry. Don't define what God has already defined. That's the first thing you've got to become aware of walking into this thing. Because even thinking that you're going in this direction, and that direction is not of God in this moment, you're spinning your wheels. Do you see what I'm saying? You're wasting time and effort rather than just doing what's right there in front of you to do with all your heart not leading to my own understanding. In all my ways acknowledging Him, He's going to guide my path. But as you go down towards that water next Sunday, you are dying to that life that you've been living. The existence without meaning without kingdom purpose and as you continue to go down you will enter that water and you will be buried and with it will be buried all of the trappings of your life it's all going to die in that moment and as you are brought back up you are identifying with the finished work of Jesus Christ and there's nothing missing or broken there Everything you'll do from that moment on won't be based on what you know up here. It'll be based on what you know in here. And it will lead you and guide you into places that you never thought were possible, more than you could ever ask or think. And I'm telling you, God has prepared you for a time such as this. And the anointing of God is there to, to caress and to, to smooth all of these bumpy places over, all of the what-ifs, all of the past, all of the hurt, all of the things that you've done and have been done to you. He's smoothing all of that out. I see just a, a, an incredible uh, person who works with clay, and I just see him working that clay and he's been working the clay in you for quite some time and he's gotten to the point where the clay is now sitting on that wheel and that wheel is spinning today, it's spinning today, it's spinning today and it hasn't really taken on the shape that it it needed to until now. And he brings his hands into that clay as it spins and all of a sudden it starts to take shape and it starts to take form and the shape and the form of it is of Christ. Mm. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and become like Him. Christ is all that matters and He lives in all of us. There He is. There He is. Heavenly Father, I just thank you and praise you for challenging everybody, including myself, to do what you've called us to do, Father God, and not to do it in our own strength or our own might. But Father God, whatever is weak in our lives, Father God, only reveals the strength of Christ to complete it and to do it. We are an instrument in your hands. Instruments make no sound by themselves. They can make no music by themselves. Just thank you for the music that we'll play. Hallelujah. We just give thanks to you, our God, our Father, our Savior, our Lord. And right now, Father God, those who need to receive Christ, I thank you that that is done in this moment right here, right now. Say these words together with me if you'd like to receive Christ or come back to Him. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to You in Jesus' name. I ask You to forgive me of all my sins. I make You not only my Savior, but Lord, today, use me for Your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. One more announcement before I let you go. So next week, uh, between now and next week, please register if you want to be baptized. We're going to be baptizing right during the service, okay? And we have, I don't know that we've ever done this, have we, Pastor Barb, on the side? But I mean, this is going to become the main course of the service, if that makes sense to you. So if you want to do that, get registered, fbimaz.com. Um, Bring uh, your shorts and your T-shirt. Make sure it's dark in color. And uh, we want to challenge everybody to write a 20 to 30 word statement about what this baptism means to you. And it's going to be read aloud as you are baptized next Sunday. Hope you guys are open to what god is is doing i I wish i could say about to do but it's already started as you know and uh let's just welcome pastor barb this morning